0: of one half radio plaza at life media studios hello folks welcome back to real country radio we don't play nothing but real country music coming up now we're gonna start off the set with. in the morning everybody's doing it pull you up a chair and listen to this
1: Welcome back to Sidetracked, powered by Dirty Hooker Diesel and Diesel Free, as we come at you with another exciting episode. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to be the badass we were last time. In
2: fact, last week's rant, not done, and this week it includes homework.
1: Ooh, even better yet. come to you from the second baptist bar and grill as we always do
2: got a couple of guests coming your way this week two people we talked to
1: one we've had on before
2: yeah and the other uh brand new but future repeat
1: absolutely uh something we both get behind on and uh, can't wait to uh, talk to him because definitely something that hits home for all of us.
2: Nice opportunity to give back and uh, it's something that we want to do. Especially to those who need it most.
1: So I'm sorry, I'm just digging listening to Eminem right now. We're from Michigan, so whether you hate it or not, I know this is a polling community, but this is our roots.
2: Get used to it. You're going to be hearing more. Kid Rock, Bob Seger.
1: MC5. MC5, yeah. (laughs) Iggy Pop and the Stooges. Probably some uh, grand funk. They're just down the road in Flint.
2: I might even break out some ICP.
1: Oh, God, yes. ICP, one of my favorites. You know, probably get some Motown mixed in there. That's always back to my roots, but uh, Alice Cooper, without a doubt. Alice Cooper? You want to hear music. The music you enjoy listening to right now. Everybody hates the town. It's a burned-out wreck. But welcome to Detroit.
2: Hell, even the Eagles. Everybody thinks they're from California. They're not.
1: No, they aren't. Just taking the sounds of what it's like to uh, live in Detroit, current and in the past. We're gonna be uh, changing it up every week. We got some uh, good music. It was a hell of a decision trying to figure out what we were gonna come into with this week. But we ruled out two songs right away because, well, not this week, but they're coming. Don't they're, worry, they're coming. and it's not that they're bad songs; they're great songs.
0: I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch!
1: The badass basement dwellers of Pulling Radio Network are coming back to you again on Thursday nights to raise hell and spread awareness of this wonderful sport we call pulling. So if you ain't ready yet, hang on to your ass, because we're just getting started. My name's Armstead.
2: My name is Posh this is sidetracked on a pulling radio network
0: dirty hooker diesel is your full-size diesel performance specialist at harbor beach we're michigan's final authority on anything performance and replacement related specializing in diesel performance parts and accessories for duramax cummins and Powerstroke diesel engines from custom-built transmissions and engines to CP3 pumps and injectors. Check them out at DirtyHookerDiesel.com.
1: Hi, this is Tony Burkett, owner of Dirty Hooker Diesel. We are a full-service repair facility that can handle any task from stock to modified, big or small, so give us a call. 989-479-0444. Dirty Hooker Diesel, the final authority on everything performance and replacement.
2: Welcome back to Sidetracked on the Pulling Radio Network. Uh, for our typical news, no obituaries that I know. Of. I've
1: got nothing, so nothing to worry about there.
2: Birthdays in the news. This segment brought to you by our newest sponsor, Pro Pulling Tire, on the Pulling Radio Network. Here, proud to welcome them on board this week.
1: Hey, absolutely, and actually, we got another one, a new one, coming to the sidetrack, uh, Laser RX. Uh your laser skin treatment specialists. Uh, so make sure you check them out. I know a lot of pullers are going. Well, I don't need it. Well, talk to your wife because they probably would be interested in something. They yep. do do gift certificates, but so. be very
2: careful how you approach that conversation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of I mentioned to my wife about. It. I'm like, oh, you don't need it. She's like, oh, wait, they do this. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, just
2: pass it along and, and leave it at that.
1: I'm looking forward to it you know getting quoted because you know i don't want my unibrow getting worse than what it already is i got nothing <laughs> that's disappointing
2: at least not while you're within range of punching me.
1: <laughs> it's never stopped you before true Fuck it. <laughs> all right well i guess we're on to birthdays and uh can't remember how far we stopped yeah i know where we stopped now last week see last week we were all screwed up with the recording
2: we were we were all over the place this segment then that segment there yeah and
1: this week's just as bad as just yeah that's right it sucks (laughs) yep and i get no respect so what else we want to talk about now anyways uh first up on the docket for me uh mr travis tilton turning 45 years old Happy birthday to him. Um, Illinois-based mini-rod pilot uh, Chuck
2: Hobbs. Uh, he's turning the big 50 He's got, actually, I think a second mini-rod going to be coming out of his uh, garage for the 2017 season.
1: They seem to be getting uh, a lot higher on the popularity list.
2: They sure do. They sure do. And also, to uh, for Thursday, uh, Southeast Michigan pot farm, farm stock
1: puller, Scott Taphouse is 22. I can't believe I don't have Scott on Facebook. I got Mike God. Uh. anyways all right so for Friday I I, oh, I got a few to stand out uh first off of course uh former TTPA president and president of the Great Lakes classic tractor pole mr. Gary Heberling turning
2: <clears throat> yeah we won't say and if you' if you if you're sick and tired of hearing me on a microphone it's all his fault yeah oh absolutely he's the one who got me started.
1: So actually, you could blame him for me being involved too. Yeah, by extension, yes, yes. It just runs downhill. You know that's what shit does. It does. <laughs> so uh, happy birthday to him and uh, Mr. Randy Weaver turning uh, sixty years old. Happy birthday to Randy.
2: Also, John Lambkin, boss with the USAP pullers, sixty-seven.
1: That's I only had the few for Friday. That's it for Friday. That's all I got. Saturday. I got a, I got a few here for Saturday. I got a bunch here for Saturday. Uh, first up on the docket, Mr. Ben's Dun- Ben Dunsmore, local puller for many years in the yeah. hot farm class, more or less, with the case. Got uh, me a hot farm. He got him a hot farm, turning 28 years old. Actually, Ben works for my mom down at Sinclair Power Plant. I so. can't
2: believe he's that old. I remember, well, yeah, I remember when he was... 11, 12, 13 years old, coming to the polls.
1: You remember when I was that old, Yeah, I do. (laughs) Remember when I was skinny. Yeah. (laughs) Another one I have on the docket, Mr. Jared Oddsmore, turning 27 years old. Happy birthday to him. Uh, Mr. Matt Lee, turning 24. uh, Diesel truck puller from the area. With uh, Sharknado, the Duramax uh, LML uh, 2015. That was the first guy we really razzed because run the freaking Nitto 420s and.
2: Stance, yo.
1: Yeah, still gay. Um, Matt Stang, turning 30. Happy birthday to him. Any you got?
2: Yeah, uh, Outlaw modified puller, Steven Swank, is 53. Oh, boy. And Let's see. I got.
1: I got nothing for Sunday. Yeah, me either. Oh, Monday. This guy. I didn't realize he was that young. God. Thanks for making me feel old. <laughs> he makes the best ribs I've ever had, though. Yeah, well, the chicken, too, that he did. I Jesus. didn't have any of the chicken.
2: Oh, that's the best I've ever had. I don't know what he did to it, but it was amazing.
1: You probably don't want to know. I don't
2: care. I just want more <laughs> of
1: it. Mr. Pete Kingston himself, turning thirty-four years old, coming out of Geneseo, if I remember right. Yeah, uh, sounds right. New York. So happy birthday to him! And my phone just decided to completely leave its birthday's pages. <laughs> <laughs> I'll decide. <laughs> it's been doing that lately. This phone's about a year old, and like all my phones have been put through hell. Uh, you got another one for Monday? Yeah, Nathan Szymaklinski. Yeah, uh, from Michigan is twenty-three. Um, another one right from that same area, Mr. Yes. Riker Lewis, Also uh, 23, 23 also, uh, looking forward to seeing him probably getting out, doing more with the diesel truck pulling. I know last year up in, uh, Port Hope, he, uh, smoked some parts pretty bad and we didn't see him the rest of the year, no. but you know what? He's probably one of the most driven diesel truck pullers at a street legal level I've ever yeah. seen. He really has a heart in it and, uh, hopefully see him out soon. Monday. I also have a guy that I will be seeing this weekend, Mr. Brad Kushin. Oh yes, yep. With uh, what is it? The Terminator sled. Yes. So uh, look, they got
2: a, is it. There's a brand, new
1: one. Yeah. He's got a brand new sled. He built one for himself, and then one he uh, sold. So actually, that was probably the coolest thing. If you don't have Brad on Facebook, I'm not telling you to blow up his Facebook, but those of you who are actually interested in more, not of the tractors, but of the sleds, and the technology goes into that, you need to go on his Facebook and look at the photos, the time-lapse photos, more or less, of them building uh, the two sleds this winter, because it was absolutely cool to watch. You're doing it right now? I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> no, they were. it was cool watching it, basically from... Uh, november on he uh sold his old sled and uh um went and you know had to build two and they knocked it out i mean from bare frame rails on and it was probably probably one of the coolest time lapse things i've seen in a long time so let's see i've got nobody for tuesday and um, neither wednesday i do have a guy that i i like and uh Great antique puller, but also supports a cause that I know is near and dear to both you and I, Charles.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Mr. Randy Wilkening, turning 35 years old with the Pulling for the Cure antique tractors. Probably some of the sharpest looking farmalls you'll ever see yes. that were not painted red, white, or black. Nope, black and pink, or just pink. Awesome. I mean, they just, he put a lot of time yeah. and effort in them, and they're great running tractors. So, happy birthday to Randy. You got another one for Wednesday? Yep. Kyle Carlin
2: uh, out of, uh, I believe they're Southern Ohio. Carlin Motorsports team uh, run light super
1: stock these days. He's turning 30. I got Mr. Uh, Harry Walker also. He's turning 60. So happy birthday to him. And then I've got one, not a puller, but uh, I know you've seen how much dedication and effort he puts in out at the Legion, helping us out and uh, supporting me, Michael Rich. Yes, uh, turning 68, so happy birthday, Uncle Rich. I'll be honest, he is my favorite uncle out of all of them. <laughs> um, but him and I have been really close for years, and, uh, he used to take me up to his cabin up north, jet skiing, just guys day out, go riding the, foreman for a contracting company around here, body construction. Okay, yeah. So, he'd take me to sites with him, and driving low boy to go pick up equipment, and I got a story I'll tell you about, uh, hauling boy out of Co- Commerce Township, uh, what was it? A 345 cat. Um, yeah, that's an interesting story. You well, used to say check your trailer before you leave and make sure everything is on there that you might need to secure a piece of equipment. Oh, yeah, boy. <laughs> so, happy birthday, Uncle Rich. Uh, like I said, big, big part of my life. So, that's yeah. all I got there. What do we got for news? I got
2: one more. Uh, Stephen Frazier from uh, New York, modified oh, puller, yep. turning 51. We'll be seeing him again in August, so...
1: Happy birthday to you! Well, news coming out. We really don't have any news. Still seeing a lot more videos trickling out from UCC, and kind of cool little, yeah. seeing the different perspectives. If you haven't gotten a chance, I shared one today on my my personal Facebook and on the sidetrack page. Uh, Mike Servi from HSP uh, shared the vibrant yeah video, and actually, it's probably one of the longer videos, but probably covered a lot. Probably my favorite so far.
2: I haven't watched it yet. I'll have to have to check it out tonight. The, the one that Fleece Performance put out was Fleece sweet. was cool,
1: but we saw that kid, and I call him a kid because he couldn't he couldn't grow facial hair if his life depended <laughs> on him. I'd be surprised if he, surprised if he's got a pube on his balls because I don't think they've dropped yet. But uh, young guy from California came out and Fleece did a good one. But uh, what was really cool is. It is just probably a personal preference with the vibrant one. It is the only known footage out there. And I do mean the only known footage out there at this point in time. Oh, so those are a right. video of Armstead running. So those were screen grabs. The ones I shared up yeah. on the message board today? Yeah. Yeah, those are screen grabs, just like the ones they got us announcing the dyno for, uh, oh, why am I, the Starlight truck blew the radiator out. I missed that one yeah they i i i might not have shared that but they had a great candidate of us announcing you announcing me standing there but uh yeah they actually stayed on the uh dan snyder's truck as i ran out there with a fire extinguisher and played fireman but no only known uh video of armstead ever running so uh if you haven't got a chance go over and see it because you'll probably never, never see seen it again, again. <laughs> I, I honestly i'm surprised to myself i didn't have a cigarette hanging out of mouth as i was putting out the fire <laughs> <laughs> that would have been
2: appropriate that would have been appropriate but yes. you know
1: just well as i do i've actually cut back on how much i smoked during it oh event. yeah yeah <laughs> you were there when i first started it oh. was two to three packs it was bad yeah it was bad chain
2: <laughs> chain smoking literally
1: hey i never wore out lighters Nope. nope. <laughs> well,
2: if you hang around Dan Snyder when he goes truck pulling, you won't need a lighter either.
1: No kidding. That, that would have been the appropriate thing, is quick stick my cigarette in there, get it lit, then go put out the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas Oil might have frowned upon that, though. That's
2: a nice-looking yeah. nice Zippo you got, but you can't beat my flaming 6.7. <laughs>
1: So, uh, not much else for news. Of course, uh, we'll be talking with uh, Jason Schultz of the Beer Money Polling Team. Uh, they got the May Mayhem, or whatever it is. Or big Motorsports event. Mayhem. Motorsports Mayhem in May. So, uh, cool event out in Richland Center if you like haven't been out there. didn't even know that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, if you haven't been out there, probably one of the coolest venues I've been to, just with the amount of shit they pack into one day, and the amount of beer. And I heard rumor, Charles... After the pool and demolition derby are done, they are doing a after party, ten dollar entry fee, you know, cover charge to get in, but all you can drink. That's not an issue for me. I'm probably gonna cost them money, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, that's uh that'll be something to see, that's for sure. <laughs> I just hope I could get <laughs> yeah it's good. it's gonna be insane but it's always a good trip and you know what i do have to talk while we're on the news section you know i made the trip out to grand Island, nebraska to the gravert compound and uh god jeff's got some cool tractors laying around there but uh had a great time with amber and jeff gravert and their family and of course getting to see my buddy pete pesnick and his wife angel and son uh chase if i remember right mm-hmm. and uh pete and i did some wizardry for Helped with some sorcery for Jeff, uh, rigging up a face converter. So that was mm. that was interesting,
2: fun, and noisy when they work.
1: Actually, this one, well, it never did. We were having issues with it, but you know, this one didn't sound too loud. Oh, that's not bad. Usually they're loud. Yeah, the motor, you yeah. know. Is what is if you don't know what a phase converter is, just go fuck yourself now because you obviously have no interest in pulling. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we can say that because we are, you know, back stuck in the basement. They, I think they took your door too, didn't they? Fuck! I thought they did because I know mine's nowhere in sight. I asked for a new one. They were all excited. They were going to install it and then. After last Thursday's show, uh, a memo got sent down, but once again, the rats got to it before I could get to the fax machine, because Lord knows they won't handle them. And uh, I, I, I have a feeling we got told uh, we're stuck in the basement permanently, but that's fine. Dave's down there with us, or they might have promoted Dave on us again. Oh, is he back upstairs? Yeah, because Uncle Zeke's back in prison, so. Well, we're just going to, you know we We're looking at this
2: all wrong everybody you know we we've created this you know negative vibe around the basement and that going up is good. well, we need to just turn that around and just say they're all in the uh the, the Zelda suite <laughs> and for those of you who don't get that joke, go watch pet cemetery
1: yeah, some people do need to uh figure out some of these pop culture uh references that we do put out there, but I mean there's a reason I carry around a wall that says badass on it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh with that we're gonna get on to our interviews and then we got rants going on i i didn't know we were gonna have rants yeah so uh but i you, everybody knows it doesn't take much to get me to tee off so this should be pretty fucking good so with that this is Sidetrack, powered by dirty hooker diesel on pulling radio network
2: and hey, we're back on Sidetracked here on the Polling Radio Network. Joining us now is the president and founder of the Wounded Veterans Foundation, United States Marine Corps veteran, Brock French, is on our lines. How are you doing, Brock? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Just
1: fine. Well, I got a beer crack, so I'm doing excellent now.
3: Well, you're doing better than I am. It's <laughs> the
1: end of the workday. Come on.
3: <laughs> right? I got to get to the gym, I tell you what. <laughs>
1: I drove by one the other day. I got all sweaty and clammy, short of breath. I think I'm allergic to them, so. (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah, it sounds like it. Maybe it's, I don't
1: know. I mean, you saw me at Indianapolis. I'm not exactly the best example of a healthy lifestyle. Beer, one hand, (laughs) cigarette in the other, and a gut that sticks out way too damn far. (laughs) We're built for comfort, not for speed. (laughs) Everybody's built differently. Oh, absolutely. So tell us a bit about the <laughs> Wounded Veterans uh, Foundation. I know this is one that definitely hits close to home for me and uh, been something I've been uh, a proud supporter of, uh, supporting our veterans, those who come back physically wounded and those who you can't see the wounds. So tell us a little bit about what you guys got going on.
3: Well, you're, you're right. Um, so, so the biggest thing with us was we noticed that there's a big gap between current veterans and um, and, and previous veterans. The biggest thing is that we've got our Vietnam guys and, and uh, Desert Storm, all these different veterans from other eras that are basically left out to hang and drive because a lot of organizations don't really help them. Um, you know, they're, most organizations are focused on current and future. And, and you know, so that, that leaves out a big portion of veterans where they still need help that's, you know, stuff that's related to their service. Um and that's where we want to step in. We want to try to help them and be there for them. Um, we want to start a new, you know, a new way to be there for veterans. Um, we do we do a lot of that with our housing department. So with our housing department, we'll actually go into, say, a Vietnam veteran's home, and we'll open up the doorways. Um, we will put in ramps. We'll, uh, you know, put in new flooring. We'll do all that sort of stuff so that way they can you know, at least get around their own home. Um, obviously, if that's related to their service, you know, if it's something that bad needs or, or – um, you know, bad back or anything like that. It's Very common with Agent Orange that it destroys the body. So, um, you know, we just we just want to be there for them. We want to help them make sure that they're okay. Um, we did one project in, in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, where the uh, the veteran was a uh, served during Vietnam and Desert Storm, and um, you know we 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 did a lot. Uh, we took out a wall in one room. Um, to make it into two rooms so he could get around his home we put in all new floors we bought him new appliances because his were just bad um, you know we, we try to take care of him um, that's just our housing department um, you know that's that's just the, the tip of the iceberg with us but we also um, we also do service dogs we know that on a uh, mental aspect that service dog can make a huge difference on a, in, a, in a veteran's life Um so what we do is we partner with organizations that train the dog, and then we send the veteran to that organization that's close to them, and then we pay for it. And that way, the veteran gets it completely for free. Um, it, it just it helps them on a daily basis. It's a complete night and day difference um, for the for that veteran.
2: You guys have been pretty innovative in some of the direction that you you guys have chosen to go in, in terms of the the help that you offer. What is what? What background do you come from that led you to be able to recognize some of these things and to be able to implement such innovative tactics?
3: Well, the the big thing that actually started all of this um, was I, I, when I got out of the Marine Corps. I went into like a real severe depressed stage, and I you know I felt like I wasn't doing anything anymore. And um, you know the high, the highest high of, of my life, even to this day, was still was being in Afghanistan and knowing that I was doing something more for this country than anything else, and I was doing something good for them. Um, and then, you know, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I, I, I went through that where I just I wasn't doing anything. Um, and so what I decided was I was going to do a motorcycle ride because I love to ride my Harley. And I, um, I said, I'm going to do a motorcycle ride, but I did not want to donate to an organization that was going to waste money. Um, I'm not going to say their name because they would probably sue me. Um, Like they have other, they have other places, so I'm not going to say any names. And that's but, fair. Uh, fair. We enough. won't. We won't either. <laughs> um, so you know, I, I said, "Well, what can I? What can I do?" So uh, I'm going to honor them for that event, and then they can receive the proceeds. And I did the event for. Um, let's see two years before hey, I decided that to, instead of just doing this event for veterans I'm gonna I'm gonna extend that and and try to get across the U.S. and help them in in more ways than just uh once a year with five veterans so that's where the Wounded Veterans Foundation came about um and you know we this ride it actually it's the last Saturday of June every year um in and in, uh, Muncie Indiana but um it grows every year we do a car show too and and we have a helicopter that comes out it's it's a pretty big thing it's, it's awesome but um every year we still honor guys we still have them come out and tell their story but what I noticed was um, a lot of the Vietnam guys weren't really getting recognition you know they, they never really got that recognition no. when they came home and you know and, and when I came about you know honoring these guys and and everything um, I noticed that they did need the money you know they had issues that were coming up that the VA would not cover and the VA basically said, well, you know, we can't prove that that's related to your service, so we're not going to help you. Mm-hmm. And that's where we we're like, I've, well, what's I've what's heard on?
1: that <laughs> a lot about stuff, and that's, you know, the Vietnam guys left out when they came home and still are left out, you know, to fend for themselves after everything they went through, and, you know, it's... Exactly, yeah. It kills me.
3: It, it does. And it, it bothers us a lot, because there's a lot of, um, there's other organizations, again, yeah. I won't say names, that I have a lot of money um, that they could be donating or, or giving into these other veterans, but it's all, um, it's all being used in a different way. Um, and, and I don't, I don't agree with that. And I think that, you know, there, if we had even just half of the amount of funds coming into us, you know, just imagine how many Vietnam veteran lives that we could change and show them that, you know, one, a veteran organization ran by veterans, primarily veterans. Um, is there for you guys you know we're not you're not forgotten basically um it's just a it's a it's a really gratifying thing especially when we gave that home back to pete in uh in fort wayne and and he was able to you know get in his wheelchair and actually get around his home um rather than without almost falling um over his oxygen tube or or any of that sort of stuff so it's just it's just an awesome thing um not only do we do that with, with them, but we also we've also met a lot of Vietnam guys that um, have a lot of PTSD issues still. And, yes. and back then, it yeah. wasn't really recognized. You know, they they didn't they said, well, you know, suck it up and, and you're fine. It's just a it's just something that comes from you know being over there and shell shock. So, yeah, shell shock. Yeah, exactly. Um, they didn't have a name for it. Nope. So um, we uh, we started a help group, and it's called Help. Um, it's a support group, and it's basically where we're getting into other states, and these states um, have regional reps there where they're going to hold a meeting, and these meetings are one to two times a month where we have veterans come out, and they basically talk to each other. They help each other through mental issues because we understand as veterans, we understand that going to the VA, you're going to get a psychiatrist that you know, graduated from, with a degree but has absolutely zero experience on what we actually feel. Yep. and yeah, it, it, trust me, it's really frustrating when I have to try to tell it, it's there, all but, stuff that what?
1: I've I've heard echoed from many veterans all the way from people, you know, right at the newest with uh, you know Iraqi freedom and uh, you know Afghanistan all the way back to the Vietnam guys is the bullshit you guys have to jump through with the VA. And then a lot of times, some to come back and say, "Well, there's nothing we can do for you." You know, tough shit after they've oh, strung definitely. you along two, three, four, five years or more. You know, well, you're trying to seek help so that way you can have a quality of life, and they just leave you hanging. And it. it oh yeah. You know, it, I I not kind not of oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead, Brock.
3: I, I was going to say that's not if you um, didn't spend money on a lawyer to try to try to try to get your benefits too.
1: Oh, absolutely! You know, we, you know, Charles, when he first, when we got to the sled pull day, you know, down at Ultimate Out Challenge, you know, he goes, "We got our sponsor hats," you know, our big sponsor for the network right now, and we go, "Well, gotta wear these." He goes, "No, I've got a hat. I've gotta wear today." And he go, "Show me it was a Wounded Veterans Foundation." I go, "That's awesome. That's def- definitely we gotta support them." I put on a tractor pull up here in Michigan for our local uh, American Legion and uh what got me doing that is of course is my family's been a major part of that that post for many years i've got six, six uncles who served in vietnam and uh one of my uncles who is actually the post commander is one who speaks the least about it but actually does the most and uh he's a four-time purple heart recipient and uh, oh wow what that's why i say the people that are wounded that you cannot see you know the the internal the ptsd the survivor syndrome for a lot of these guys that was one i was never really aware of and there's a lot of these Mm -hmm. guys who you know why why did i make it out and all my buddies didn't you know and my uncle is one who he's never talked anything about vietnam and uh one day we were down at the track work is we've done a lot of work charles can attest to it really getting the hall um built up it was built in the the hall originally was built in the late 40s. And of course, uh, in 53, they redid it because a tornado took it down. And uh, there has been much improvements done to it since then. So we've been doing a lot trying to help with that. But one day we're out there, we're working on the track. And my uncle comes up to me and he goes, You know, we were over and he was in Laos, which you talk to anybody from Vietnam, we were never in Laos. Yeah, sure, we weren't. Yeah. You know, and he goes, We went in with a unit of 50 guys. He goes, Two of us came out. Oh. And there was no prompting to it. We're standing there looking at the track. He said that and walked away, and that was all that was said about it. And that made me realize, you know, there's a deep, deep issue there that, of course, being a male of that era, you know, suck it up, Sally. There's no showing emotion. But I've seen more and more of it now, and – he would volunteer to go back every time. He volunteered to go back after his fourth Purple Heart, and they said, nope, you're going back stateside. You know, so that's, wow. you know, when Charles said you were coming on, I'm like, this is great. This is something I've already been a supporter of and really want to get the word out there because this hits at home. You know, I've got six uncles who served. All six are dealing with issues, whether it's Agent Orange, you know, issues with that, which, of course, doesn't didn't cause any issues. Just ask the government. And, all, you know, <laughs> Jungle Foot, you know, from being in the damp wetness all yeah. the time, I got an uncle who literally he'll be standing there and blood will be oozing out of his tennis shoes because it's, you know, still that bad, you know. Gosh. It kills me, you know, and the like you said, the Vietnam guys are the ones that have really been lacking. Korea, you know, they, they came back, you know, whatever, they were heroes, but Vietnam was the first major protest war where nobody was behind it they were came back they were called baby killers they were called you know manslaughterers you know Mm -hmm. they were beat down downtrodden from point one of coming back to their home country and it still continues to this day and it's something that point blank just pisses me the fuck off you can you can swear on our show by the way
3: (laughs) (laughs) well i try not i try not to and I, i try to keep
1: it very unpolitical too but well, um, the, don't worry. None of my, none of my rant there had anything to do with the Wounded Veterans Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was Armstead from Sidetracks. So if you got a problem, message me and I'll be sure to tell you what an idiot you are. The views expressed by the hosts of the
2: program are not necessarily the opinions shared by their guests.
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I, um, uh, obviously I was in the military, so you can probably figure, you can figure out which, which way I strongly lean. Um, but, uh. Yeah. We, we see those, we see those type of guys all the time. Uh, those, those Vietnam guys that, you know, that, that, really need the help. And, and even they even, you know, now they're understanding that the service dogs can help them out on a daily basis because they've been living their lives with night terrors and all of these issues where there was really nothing there for them and they never knew anything else. And now that we're here, they're like, Oh heck yeah. You know, these guys can help us, you know, help me, help me figure this out and, and help each other basically. Um, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, a, it's, it's much more of a daunting task to help a, a huge variety of veterans like we are. But at the same time, um, you know, the, I've never really backed down to a challenge. That's why I joined the Marine Corps. So, you know.
1: Hoorah, <laughs> right, buddy. Uh, I've got three Marines in my family. So,
3: <laughs> so you know you know how we are. Uh,
1: well, the one who uh, I said uh, was in Laos. He's, he's a f- former Marine because there's no such thing as an ex-Marine.
3: Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and we've even had, we've had people today that have come up to us and said, you know, a certain organization has told me that I wasn't hurt enough for me, uh, for, the, for them to assist me. Um, so basically, this organization says that, you know, they, they only help you if you lose a limb or you become paralyzed. And that's if it happens right there, you know, in, you know, overseas and we're just not that way. You know, we want, we want to help. And if it's, you know, like the, the, the next project that we have in Fort Wayne, um, is a veteran, an army veteran there that destroyed his, uh, I think it's his left knee. Um, it's absolutely destroyed. He can barely walk and he's, he's like 50 years old. Um, and you know, so he can't get around his home because the doorways again, and you know, the ramps and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, that's where we're going to come in. We're going to go and take care of him and make sure that he's you know, comfortable with his own situation because we know that we can't fix we can't fix what is wrong, but at least we can help him on a day-to-day basis, and that's what we're trying to do.
2: Now, you know, I hate that it boils down to this, but it does. It boils down to money. It's what makes the world go around. You guys are very transparent about how the money gets spent, but beyond that, if, if someone wants to get involved with you guys and help out, how do they go about that? Where, what's the angle of attack there?
3: Well, okay, so you can go to woundedveteransfoundation.com, and you can actually fill out a um, volunteer form on there, or um, if we have, uh, if you go to our Facebook page, we've got we do a lot of our own events, and we we basically because we know that people aren't going to always donate money, so we want to try to raise our own funds to try to make sure that we can we can still get out there and help. Um, so with that, we can go on our website. You can. Click the volunteer tab there, and you can actually fill that all out, and and um, and you know we can get a, a hold of you when we got something going on, or um, you can also follow our Facebook page. We've also got an Instagram. Um, we've got all sorts of stuff. We try to stay active with everybody. And on our Facebook page, um, we also post when we help a veteran. We post about their stories and and their background about them. So that's another thing. <laughs> There's a lot about us. <laughs> Um, but I, there's another thing I forgot. Um, we actually have a testimonies tab on our website. And on that testimonies tab, you can click and see all the veterans that we've already helped. And that way you can go on there you can read about them. You can see, you know, oh, they did a service dog in Wyoming. You know, they did that house in Fort Wayne. And, and you can follow where your money is going. And that's, that's a big thing for us because we want to be transparent with people and we want to keep their trust for them to continue to donate to us.
2: Well, I think all the stuff, the, the, the events particularly, and when those are going to be, uh, if they, when they appear on your Facebook page, we'll make sure it gets put on ours as well. Oh, absolutely. And we'll share all that stuff for you guys and, and make sure we direct, we're directing traffic toward you. Um, when I met you down at Indy, you had indicated you guys are in, you have a presence in about 28 states. Uh, if, if there's a state out there that isn't represented by you guys and somebody's interested in forming a chapter to be affiliated with you, uh, how would they go about that?
3: Well, to, to do that, they would just have to contact us um, if, you know, if they'd like to, and I can speak with them. Basically, what we, uh, what we do to span into other states um, is we have regional representatives,
4: and those regional representatives cover a
3: 250-mile radius wherever they live. So by doing that, um, one, we cut down on the amount of people that in the future that we have to pay. Now, right now, everybody's volunteer, um, but you know, that cuts down on the people that we have to have on the payroll. Um, and then it also allows them to, it it, it lets them go and and talk to the contractors that do the work. It lets them do all that sort of stuff. So it's people that, um, or, or they, they also go to events like we do, uh, like we did, like where we met you guys at.
0: Um,
3: so, you know, it's, it's a, it's a pretty busy task, but, uh, it's something that we, we talk to, we get the feel for each person. We find out, you know, if they're a veteran or, um, kind of what their affiliation and stuff like that is um and and then we just make a decision the board members make a decision um whether or not w- we want to work with that person to uh to represent us in that state
2: gotcha and i think our our rep for this area i believe is is scott hedrick he's in toledo okay um so i'm going to reach out to him we'll see if we can get him to come up for the the legion poll here in the fall
1: i absolutely hope so because you know there's you know you know what soft spot there is for me there yeah and you know, like I said, with the family background, I never served. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some people, I guess what people really don't understand is, you know, Brock, you can attest to this. You probably went in right after high school, probably graduated and was right in. Most most the did, people yep. serving in the military, you know, probably committed when they were 17 or just turned 18. Yeah. You know, they get out for your tour, they're 21, 22 you realize, yeah, you know, exactly. they're out there defending your country and point blank, you know, I'm not much older than at age point, but they're just kids. Yeah. They're just kids out yeah, there, you know, you know dealing I, with business. Uh, and not only that, when they get out, they still have what everybody else who didn't serve 30 years in a work field to still be able to build a family and, you know, build a how, the American dream, so to speak that, you know, these guys have to deal with the injuries and aftermath of what they went and saw and what happened with serving
3: uh, it's yeah exactly i mean they come out with uh, destroyed knees and destroyed backs and then the va may pro- may provide them with a wheelchair or or um, you know anything like that but when they get home you know what what do they do they they can't they can't get through their doorways because the wheelchair is too small. Or the the biggest, like you said, the age, the age thing is, is really funny. Um, I actually have a story about that. I um, came home on leave after I came back from Afghanistan, and I had my motorcycle vest on, and I had uh, I just bought my patch that Afghan, um, you know, I served Afghan. Uh, and, and, and I was at this motorcycle ride, and uh, a guy walked over to me and said, How old are you? And I said, I'm 22. And he said, You've already you know, been over there and, and fought for our country and everything. And you're 22 years old. And I said, yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's people, you know, the, I got out at 20, uh, 23 years old. Um, and my back is destroyed. My shoulders destroyed my knees. uh, You know, it's, it's all this sort of stuff that just, it just wear and tear on your body at such a young age, you destroy it. And then when you get older, you know, there's not much there to help you. And, um,
1: we're trying to change that. You know, that's that's. A, I had to bring up that point because, you know, my boy's a big Transformers fan right now. He's two years old and absolutely loves watching robots. And you watch it, of course. <laughs> they got the special forces there. But everybody in every scene there, you could tell, is 25 to 35, you know, they're older actors yeah. representing. You know, you watch just about every movie out there. It's an older, you know, yeah. 30s to 30, early 40s actor showing serving and that's not the case these are the kids that you watch just got done going to prom you know as a senior and yep. now are dressed in you know their bds and going out and you know having to take care of business for lack for not wanting to get into details yeah, yeah. um
3: it's a it's a huge life change and, and a lot of people that you know that did the same as me can can testify to this but you know i was uh i think i had just turned 19 years old and I headed off to boot camp, and you know, I luckily I went in with the buddy program, and my cousin and I both went in together, so I knew somebody. But you know, you have you have these young kids that know they don't know anybody. They basically know what the recruiter told them, which is a lie. Um, anything the recruiter tells, <laughs> cut it, cut it to about a fourth of that, and that's what you might actually have the truth of. Um, so I try to tell people that, like, they're like, "Oh, yeah, the recruiter told me this and this, this." I was like. Whatever they said, don't believe it. This is what I'm going to tell you. You can trust me. <laughs> have you ter- uh,
1: heard the term "blowing smoke up your ass"? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. They shoot a cannon of smoke up. <laughs> 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 yeah. But um, yeah, we uh, we we, uh, we see that all the time, And you know. And then and when I was there, I I fortunately had him there. Other than that, I wouldn't have known anybody, and. Um, you know, I was 19 years old, and then from there I went to Mississippi, and I didn't know a single person. I was all by myself again. And it's all these experiences, and they do it at such a young age. All of us do it at such a young age that um, it's 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 no wonder we all go so crazy. That's that's actually – I just now realize that's probably why we're all crazy. Um, but it has to be done.
2: Yep, it, it does, and it's, it's a very honorable thing that you, you do both – both in your military career and, uh, and now i very proud that we had the opportunity to bump into you and uh, spread the word of what you guys are uh, up to. And um, I don't think I have any problem speaking for Drew and saying, we definitely want to follow up with you maybe in six months and, and uh, have you on the show regularly just to check in and see how things are going.
3: Oh yeah, please do. I, 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 love telling anybody about us. I, I'm glad to tell people about us so they know that there's a, you know, there's another organization out there that that one that is out there to help all veterans, uh, all wounded veterans, um, not just current future. And, you know, that's that's actually going to do the right thing with the money that's donated. And you, you can follow that. That's our biggest thing is, you know, we want people to know that
1: we're going to do right with your donation.
2: Well said. And, uh, hey, anything from you, Drew?
1: I'm – thank you.
2: Thank you, thank sir. Thank you. Well, the Wounded Veterans it, Foundation, uh, you can find them at woundedveteransfoundation.com. And on Facebook as well, founder and president of the group, Brock French, has joined us on the show. And like I said, we'll have him on again. And uh, you're listening to Sidetracked on the Pulling Radio Network.
0: Vulcan Products, LLC, is a full-service CNC machine shop located in Galleon, Ohio. Since its inception in the 1940s, Vulcan Products has been committed to providing high-quality parts, consultation, service, and value to its customers. We serve industries from telecommunications to high-performance automotive and everything in between. We use live tooling and multi-axis machining. Many jobs can be completed in one operation, providing a savings to the customer. In addition to a fully equipped line of CNC machines, we maintain a full set of manual lathes mills grinders and screw machines we can apply special finishes plating or heat treating to your order we guarantee satisfaction from the beginning to the end of the manufacturing process no matter how detailed vulcan products llc is proud to be iso 9001 certified and committed to producing quality parts made to your specifications for more information go to vulcanproducts.net and for news updates and images of completed projects find us on facebook
1: all right, and we're back with Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network, powered by Dirty Hooker Diesel. All year long, your Duramax specialist located up in Harbor Beach, Michigan. Make sure you give Tony and the gang a shout for anything you need. On the line with us today is Mr. Beer Money himself, Jason Schultz. How you doing, buddy?
4: Good. How fitting that dirty hooker found you guys. (laughs) All the people in the world said, I'm going to take my hooker down to there. I love it.
1: Not only that, then we got Diesel Freak on board, so now we're hookers and freaks. So, I mean, it's even better.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. It's just perfect absolutely perfect and i'll tell
1: you what you know i know you've got some great sponsors on board and congrats getting steve francis uh with uh, country smokehouse on board We're, i'm not gonna lie jason i'm a little jealous of that one because uh cross who does our show with us steve's his uncle
4: <laughs> really yeah <laughs> awesome awesome
1: but no they do they, you you don't you're not lying when you're telling anybody out there that the best meat sticks on the market no oh, oh my god i if they oh, haven't yeah, sent it out deal. to you, if they haven't yeah, sent they, they it out to you, the get yep, the, got a whole box of stuff. the cherry venison, cherry cheese venison. Oh my God. Yep. That's the that's, yeah, app fat kid. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, Stephanie, yeah, Stephanie was explaining how they make it and they, it's, you know, they don't use just junk. They use only the best and it's really good. So I'm excited for them to get their USDA facility up so we can, it'll be more for sale in Wisconsin, you know, at stores and stuff like that.
2: I guess I'm spoiled rotten because I live 10 miles from the source. So. Right?
4: <laughs> yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong with that at all. It's all good. So, no, I'm excited, Andrew, to have you down uh, this weekend for Motorsports Mayhem. So, forecast looks great. It's supposed to be seven, between 75 and 78 and sunny. So, Perfect. we're getting a little bit of a rain, uh, you know, middle of the week, but it's going to be dry. It's going to be great. Phone's starting to light up now with pullers. You know, there's going to be some really good super modified 2.0 drive trucks coming, probably Six to eight, either Champions Tour or, uh, you know, Grand National Level, two-wheel-drive trucks here.
0: And they're nice. going to kind
4: of test and tune and run all together. Get some calls from Minnesota, some, some new super farms being built. Um, there's an outside chance that Chuck Knapp might be bringing the Scream the screaming D.
1: That'd be sweet. So, nice.
4: That, yep, and Esvin talked about bringing the Red Line Fever, but he's not put back together yet for that. So that would have been pretty cool, because he's... Building a new motor for Tom Wood, who is a light limited superstock puller um, that pulls the WTPA, and they're going to try to have this tractor down here. Um, excited about that. So, we got 12 polling classes, guys. Um, for, for May, you know, I don't, Andrew, when you were there at the Redneck Rally in the fall, you know, classes were very organized, like with rules, and we're doing this and stuff like that. May's more of a test and tune type of a feel. I try to put vehicles together, like with tractors. I'm going to mix it up a little bit. They're approximate horsepower, but I want everybody to run their hitch their weight the stuff they're going to run this summer so they get a good feel for how you know how to weight their vehicle and how to drive it what gear to put it in and stuff like that so
0: pretty excited about everything
1: no from what you know you and i've talked a little bit and actually we haven't talked nearly as much before this event as we did uh the october one i guess it's me feeling a little more confident going in with the stuff and you know some classes i'm more familiar with but you know just the feel i've gotten from you on it is kind of just come have some fun Get your vehicle set up for the season and let's enjoy ourselves before we get down to the grind, you know, that marathon that we all deal with aiming for that coat and plaque at the end of the season.
0: Yep.
4: No, honestly, like something like – because, you know, one place, one state it might be called Hot Farm and the next state it's called Pro Farm or a different association they might call it Altered Farm, but everybody knows Ballpark Horsepower where they are, and I want to get people together that are are similar, you know, because you can't have a class for everybody, but I want everybody to have – I don't want it to be just a test in tune. I want you to pull against somebody, have the sled set, so you just know where you're at. Like, hey, I pulled within 10 feet of a super farm, right? You know what I mean? Like with the hot farms and the super farms together and stuff like that. So, um, you know, and not every puller farms, but a lot of farmers do pull. You know what I mean? So we're going to miss out on that because guys just don't have their stuff ready yet, some of the farmers. But we're still going to have plenty plenty of vehicles here for you to, to talk about Saturday. I'm really, really excited. So.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's a great facility there. You know, i have people been, you know, I've been telling them about, you know, the trips I've done to Wisconsin now, and I go, you know, it's probably one of the coolest venues ever, and I explain, you know, they're doing ATV, dirt bike, you know, snowmobile, side-by-side drag, dirt grass drags. I'm going, they got a truck dyno on site. You know, in October, we had the mud drags. We had monster trucks. We had tractor pulls. We got helicopter rides going on. They're going, oh, that's a great event. And I go, oh, yeah, by the way, they're doing this all-on-one grounds in one day
4: that's right it sucks yeah it, <laughs> and it, for, for for their first time guys they just are like no way i can't believe it you know, the, the most common call is so you have to pay 10 bucks for each event i'm like no we give you one wristband and you're good for the whole day
0: yep. and I just, I tell people sucks. listen
4: eat and drink eat and drink our our food you know because that's how we pay the bills don't don't be smuggling stuff in all the time and you know we're gonna charge you 10 bucks to get in to see all this stuff you know at least eat our food and drink our beer and soda and water and stuff like that so
1: Soda, soda. So I'm good bringing pop in because they'd have a want or pop. The, there. Kids the, soda, uh, the kids drink the soda.
4: The kids drink the soda. What's
1: what's soda? You're I here, thought that was the stuff you leave in the fridge. It's called, it's fridge. called
4: mix. Uh, <laughs> I went up in the I went up in the announcer stand the other day, and your empty uh, can case of uh, Budweiser still up there. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta clean up after you before you get here. Well, get your get your stand already uh,
2: just leave it there and you guys him...
1: will leave it there because it will be more by the end of the weekend <laughs> be a, good base, a good base layer for the pyramid
4: yeah i'm putting a bigger putting a bigger empty box up there for you
1: sure in, so. you know that was the funniest part is jason last year charles nick and i were there and you know nick of course not with the podcast anymore so he of course not going to be coming with fine. me and uh you know we ran out of beer it's we started the poll at 2 or 11 in the morning by 2 o'clock in the afternoon we're out of our case of beer already and uh jason says hey just get a hold of doc you know message get a hold of me over the radio you know we'll get you you know we'll get you beer up there so i you know get a hold of doc go hey doc i i need beer up here i'm running dry he comes up with two beers one in each hand i'm going that's cute. <laughs> that ain't going to last me long.
3: You use? That's all you care about. <laughs> he goes,
1: well, I didn't know if you'd be able to... I go, just bring a whole case. <laughs> Coming up next we'll on here, the Slack this
4: gentleman.
2: Hey,
1: I didn't see.
4: You did, did good, Drew.
2: He
1: faked his way no through it pretty run. well. Yeah.
4: I'm I'm, ho- people
1: I'm just went. hoping I'm at the same uh, hotel again this year because there's a bar attached to it. It's oh, actually boy. a really yep, cool bar.
4: Yeah, we got you
1: there again. Uh, the boomers Ramada. or?
4: Uh, oh, you went to Honkers last time. Honkers, right? yeah. Yeah, I got you. No, I got you in town this year. Oh, Ramada, but there's there's a bar there. Don't worry. I oh, got you. thank got you God. care of. But, yep. <sighs> we don't. I know what happens you Michigan people. <laughs> I don't want you guys dehydrate. So.
2: Everybody talks on the message boards <laughs> about the Michigan water. Little little do they realize what's really going on there.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, go down to Fallen get your Michigan water.
1: Absolutely. I drink it by the gallon. (laughs) It's it's good for you. You know you 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 have an alcohol issue when Beer Money pulling Team goes, damn, you drink a lot. (laughs) (laughs)
4: It's usually the Wisconsin. Usually we're the ones that, you know, we go to Missouri or Illinois or Iowa or Nebraska for a poll. They're like, man, you Wisconsin guys know how to drink. And then, then I met you. <laughs> and don't you were worry. Able to walk down the stairs from the announcer stand, I was like, oh, "I'm impressed." <laughs>
1: we we won't even level. discuss Bowling Green because what went on there uh, has to yeah. stay there. That was.
4: I still boy. don't know how I got back to the to Don Bowling's trailer or whatever I stayed. That
1: first night after you and I went out to the campgrounds, that
4: was that was a hoot. All I know is was
1: you Tiger, were... Was Tiger with us, too? I think Tiger was with us. Tiger was with us. Tiger, I think Tiger stayed at the campground, right? When we, You and I came back up front. We hitched a ride with some new friends or whatever. Because, yep. of course, you're, you're just like me. You meet new people everywhere, and you click with them right away. And we had yep. some people that were going back into the grounds that had a golf cart, and we were in no condition to walk. <laughs> so...
4: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good times! No, we're excited about Saturday. It's you know like to, this event. You're going to see a bigger crowd, Andrew. This time we're expecting five to seven thousand people. I think we had three to four thousand at the at their fall events. Um, the demo derby's huge. The Stoneville ATV dirt bike drags are all good again. Um, my uncle Paul's bringing
1: up the top fuel dragster. I saw Before that. A front
4: engine. I tried to tag you in a picture. That's a front engine like Big Daddy Don Garland. It, it's uh, an era. old it's
1: an old slingshot style. Yeah, that think dragster. Sweet. Yeah. I love it. I love it.
4: So NH. So, NHRA has brought that class back and they call it Nostalgia Dragster. And uh, he's been working on that car for a couple of years. And, it, you know, he always raced, he's been racing cars his whole life. And now he's kind of always doing what he's wanted to do. And that thing, I think, goes 250 and a quarter mile. So it moves. It moves. And he's going to start that up a couple times and let it cackle. And I'm telling you, when he starts that up, the whole world's going to know what's going on. So
1: so I got to ask so the demos, are they, where are they going to be? I mean, I'm picturing the grounds so in my head. Right, how are setting everything right. up?
4: Yeah, they're right in front of the grandstand on the horse track, right on the limestone there. Okay. And then the pool's still going to be right out where you saw it last year, and the demo starts up at three, and then we'll just keep pulling because we have, you know, we have an announcer on their side, and you'll have your side, and it works out just great.
1: Good, because I've never done a demo. I'd have to get a hold of Dave Foltz. Go, how big of an idiot do I have to be?
4: <laughs> yeah, so all you have to do, you're just going to do the poll, and I want you to have fun and talk about your show and. Talk about UCC. So, Diesel Life is like must be a clothing company.
1: They are, yeah. Yes. I think
4: they were, they were at UCC, guys, and they yep. got a hold of us and they're bringing up a trailer. Oh, nice. cool, because uh,
1: so. I didn't get a chance to get in their trailer. You know, UCC was fun, and of course, you're an announcer also, Jason, with stuff. And uh, one thing that really set us back a little bit, as far as, you know, made our job a little more difficult, is the grounds would open at new you know, two hours before the event would start. So, course all the competitors are sleeping because they've been up till three four five if not later in the morning wrenching on their vehicles trying to get back out for the following day when we get out there nobody's up and moving until about an hour before showtime and an hour before showtime we're getting called up to the booth to start talking and that was you know probably the worst part with that and it's kind of the nice part about going up to richland center is the pullers will start coming in Friday night, so you can get a jump start on that and get a chance. And yeah, it's a nice steady yeah. stream in there, from what I saw last time. It wasn't everybody jumping in at once, so you could yeah, make your told way you know,
4: around. Like I tell people, I tell people, I think you know, I think we'll be pulling classes probably till five o'clock. Might get done a little earlier. You know, there's twelve classes. Six of the classes will have you know ten, ten plus vehicles in it, and I know the other six classes will probably have that four to eight number. It all depends. um I don't expect as many. I expect more diesel trucks. Then I do diesel tractors for the May event, and that's just kind of how it always goes. Um, just because a lot of the diesel tractor guys are farmers, and they're just I know what they're doing, and if it's nice out, they're going. And we've had a wet spring up here, so I don't know what's it been like in Michigan for you guys. We've had a lot of rain, so when it's fit, the guys got to go get the grass well, on the ground. You know when you I mean?
1: look, you look at a map, you are basically just due west of us, we're just slightly north of you. So okay, basically so for that
4: big lake in the middle, you can drive straight across.
1: Yeah, exactly. Actually, for sure. us to go across, actually, I was looking at hopping the ferry in Ludington and taking it across to, uh, uh, to Wisconsin just to save me Chicago. Cause I can't stand that town. That town could burn down. I'd be happy. It already did once. It I, did once. And they made the mistake <laughs> of rebuilding one, it.
4: Andrew. Were you the one who did that before you got reincarnated and came back? Your Pro- probably,
1: from? probably. He was, what, was, what was the lady's
2: name? Yeah, he, he was the cow that kicked over the lantern that started that. <laughs>
1: Perfect.
4: Andrew the cow.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so basically what you guys have been getting, what we've been getting, of course, we're not nearly as flooded as Illinois and Missouri. I mean, those no. poor guys getting outboards yeah. fitted to their, you know, Kinsey and John Deere your planners has to be a lot of fun.
4: Yep. No, it's, I feel bad for them. So now we're trying something new at this event. Um, we're going to do this uh, Mayhem After Party. So basically from 9 to midnight, we're going to have like an area fenced off with the DJ. It's a $10 cover, but you get free beer when you get in there. going so to, the, to keep the party animals around. And we got the shuttle bus running again, you know, make sure everybody's got a ride back to the hotels and the campgrounds and which with me not having a driver
1: i might need the shuttle bus to pick me up from the hotel in the morning already, not gonna we lie we already
4: got that <laughs> we already got that planned out for you <laughs> i want you to come up and have a good time and be yourself and talk about Polarito network's doing what sidetrack's doing what you and charles are doing and just see people love people really enjoyed having you up here last year and you're a different voice that they don't get to hear every day and you're knowledgeable and you're an entertainer and that's what I think we all need to realize more. And I know you you and I talk about this a lot. We have to entertain the crowd. So, and that's what you do.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, and I ever got a chance to give you the props. The first time I actually heard you behind the microphone, you know, for any considerable amount other than yelling at me to, quit cracking beers on the microphone in Richland Center last year, you know, was down in Gordyville, And what you did getting the crowd to light up and going up in the stands, it reminded me of what we had with Tom Hartzell, you know, just getting yeah. the crowd involved and having fun. And like I've told people, I go, if the announcer's having fun, the crowd's going to have fun too.
4: Yep. Yeah, and that's what, you know, I know you and Charles do a lot of stuff together, and that's, that's great because when you have a team and you know each other and you work together, like – I've worked with miles and Jeremy now and butch for years down there and it's just, it's old hat now. And I, you know, like when you first start announcing, you want to do all these ones. And now I, I guess I'm more selective, the ones I do cause I get a little burnt out from announcing and talking so much. And, uh, you, you do. You just get tired, and I just I don't do as many I've, as I used to. But the ones I do, I give it, I give it my all. You know I've, what I mean? I've
1: never had that issue where I've gotten burnt out on talking. Charles can oh, attest to that. Have. He'll he'll do
2: sixty <laughs> events a <laughs> year have. and love every second of it. And I get up to about thirty. I'm going, Jesus Christ, I don't want to do another one.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I had a couple, I had a couple of years, guys, where I did over forty back to back before I had my tractor, and I also like eleven and twelve, and it was just, it was a lot of fun. I met a lot of great people, but you know, like you said, though, once you get up there, it's over. You know, I mean, you have to. You're you're the guy, and uh, pulling it's important because we have you know the time between when you prep the track, you know that that's that that's that, that dead time that we have to talk about sponsors and have fun and crack jokes and you know be you know be entertaining and have the information that the crowd wants you know to keep to keep everybody engaged. So.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, and that's I'm hoping you know get a hold of Clint, be able to do you know maybe the light limited class down in uh, Gordyville this year. Didn't happen last yep. year, which. Hey, that's fine. It was nice to just go to an event and spectate. I don't get to do that's, that very often anymore. It's well, rare. And
4: you, and you met a you met a ton of people down there. I watched and you were talking to a bunch of people and you know you had your you guys had you had your cool crew shirt on so everybody knew who you were. And it was fun. Oh was fun. you, a, you a good
1: Just wait. You're you you will not unfortunately get to see the new crew shirts, but uh sidetracks uh we're going got a different class. alert look now uh yeah. actually the show's like, changed going, and sound you going and...
4: Amish, like straw hats and stuff or what
1: oh absolutely my beard's been growing out for a while now i'm going by uh jedediah
4: <laughs> perfect old oh, jedediah that's a funny joke i'll tell
1: you that one later <laughs> <laughs> so uh lots to look forward to uh any changes on uh the remedy for this season with a 4.1 uh, uh, put, pro so
4: we're gonna, we're gonna run silver series this year with lucas oil um uh, brent Brent's gonna drive it at all the silver series polls he's my friend that does everything I just pay for it <laughs> um,
2: I need to find one of those he,
4: uh, he's a better driver um, he's the one that la- halfway through the season last year I think about August I said I really really want to win State points it's like it's a big that's a big deal it's like a dream come true and I said when you drive the worst you do is like top four and when I drive I'm either gonna get first or 12 just you never know what old Jason's gonna do when he's in the seat so <laughs> like, I told him, I said, you're driving it the rest of the year. And he's like, I don't care. I'll drive it every day if you let me. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I still pay the, pay for it. I like to drive it every now. And <laughs> <Yeah. and then." laughs> As you should. <laughs> As you should. But I think Silver Series is 12, 12 or 13 hooks. Um, we, you know, we put it out the Badger State schedule. So he's going to drive it at all those, and he'll drive it at a few Badger State, and I'll drive it at some Badger State poles and stuff. So put a new air ride front end on it. Bob bought Barbie. I uh, got a, a new air ride front end from him. And then uh, I think we got new side tires coming, and now just freshened it up. Trying to be ready for June 10th. That's our American Family Children's Hospital pool um, over in Sox City. Guys, that's about 45 minutes from my house. That's where, like, Greg Elsin lives, our president, and stuff like that. Okay. And um, we donate. Last year we donated $40,000 back to American Family Children's Hospital. Awesome. And, um, I was actually down there today.
1: On yeah, I saw that.
4: And what we did, I went down there with a $2,500 check today, and then we just talked about Badger State tractor pullers and bringing everybody in. But what we do at that event, all the pullers agreed to just donate their, their prize money back to the American Family Children's Hospital. Then all the proceeds from the the profit from the gate and the um, everything, everything we just give that to the American Family Children's Hospital. So it's a, it's a great thing. And seeing those, there's 10 little kids in there today, under 10 years old, all getting chemo. So we had a bunch of T-shirts made up that they Pull In For You, and it's got Dustin Hook's Pro Stock on it, a big Badger State logo on it. And I was giving all the little kids T-shirts today and then just, you know, got a little teary-eyed, seeing little little kids that just haven't, you know, most innocent things in the world and having them go through that. And we had some – we also had some people step up, some like Case IH dealerships, the John Deere dealership, and a New Holland dealer step up and give up give us a bunch of little toys. So, the, so there's a – we actually have a Badger
2: State room down there. So all the kids can have tractors to play with as well that's awesome i'm glad you guys are doing something like that that's great to hear i, I really admire you guys for for tackling that that's cool
4: so and i'm because i'm the biggest yacker one of the biggest yackers for badger state they always send me down there to do that so um it's, it's, it's I'm, I'm honored i'm honored to go do that you know it's just a great thing so
1: it, i'm sure it's fun at the same time that you, you have to have a heavy heart seeing you know yeah you know you're a dad i'm a dad charles is a dad seeing any kids in pain like that or dealing with issues that, you know, adults have a hard time getting through just, you know, yeah. it chokes you up. And I guess it's going to be one of them shows, of course, like we said, we had uh, Brock from uh, the Wounded Veterans Foundation on. And that was another one, you know, just some great things being done and great to see, you know, the polling community stepping up and helping, you know, helping these people out. Because let's face it, we're not making any money out there polling. But nope. if we can help out other people while doing it, I guess that's why I love the pulling community and the farm community is—you yes. think yourself second. They
4: always, they always second. rally. They always rally. Yep. Like um, John Stranley, is—he um, has the chicken on the chain mini rod. He's the president of the Tri County Mini Rod Pullers up here in Wisconsin and Northern Illinois. His wife—the uh, cancer came back again. Her col— I think it's her colon—and they need a new roof on their house. And they're the most humble people, but. I started that little campaign on Facebook. A Couple guys told me what to do, and we raised forty-five hundred bucks in two weeks. And they we're doing the roof on their house, paid for it, done. So it just makes it just it just makes your heart melt. You know what I saying? I mean, I had I had pullers sending stuff from Pennsylvania. I mean, Missouri. They don't even know who John is. You know what I mean? Just just good people. You know what I mean? It was it was a great great feeling. So good stuff. But yeah, but I'm excited to see you Saturday, Drew and get a little mayhem going on and i you know if anybody's listening that can it's worth the drive it's worth the drive the demo derby the the truck and tractor pull the drag races the the kids pedal pull the dyno everything you've seen it you've experienced it and our events continue to grow every year if you you can't
1: find something to do at mayhem or hybrid or any of these events that you know the crew in richland center puts on and it is a big crew that does it but if you can't find something that piques your interest you need to just go back home and sit in front of the TV and watch the Kardashians. Cause that's about all that'll ever interest you in life.
4: Yep. Yep. Yes, sir. I agree hundred percent, but everybody's listening. hybridredneck.com hybrid is our website. I got the polling order on there. So the pullers know when to show up. Um, I mean, everything's really on there. If you have a question, if you have a snowmobile you want a drag race and you're not sure what you need, just, you know, the, the phone numbers, everything's on there for people. So we try to do it, Try to keep everybody informed as best as we can.
2: So, if you're a competitor and you've never been there, is there certain gate you're supposed to go into, or uh, is that yeah, information
1: there too? Yeah,
4: it's, it's clearly marked. You know, we have we have big we have big signs. Our friends at Budweiser help us make up a bunch of great signs. And uh, they're good people. We have people out on the road. So, yep. Yeah, they are good
1: people. Good people. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking my left. We got our big Budweiser banner up, which uh, actually a crew out here. We do a pull in uh, Burville which has kind of always okay. been known for being the uh, practice session for uh, the Armada Fairs. Oh it's a three-day event, okay. and there's a lot of beer consumed, a lot of beer. Now, Armada, yep. they come in with two 53-foot semis, and at any one time during the Armada Fair, there are 23 taps active. Um, wow. Oh, yeah, they go through beer, and they go through it quick. But uh, we were walking around before... Uh, burrville this year i'm now one of the um promoters for that one and i they're hanging up the signs and i go you know god i need one of them budweiser signs i go that's all the guy goes oh yeah i go yeah that's all i drink trust me that's all i drink he goes well i can get you a couple signs i'm like that'd be cool he goes i'd rather you ask for them versus taking them down which anybody listening remember that ask for a sign versus taking it and you probably might get one you know your odds are better but uh we've
4: he, actually we've caught people stealing signs i'm like no we that's a sponsor banner we need that you know what i mean they're like, oh yeah. Oh, I just figured you just threw these away I'm like no
1: <laughs> well he comes back he's got two brand new ones what the one here is what six or seven foot by two foot and then he's got, i got one bigger that does not fit in this room you know and he goes it's cool but you talk about stealing banners ucc when it comes to uh sunday when we did the sled pull and everything moved the opposite of the grounds they barely had any sponsor banners that they could move over there because they were all taken already
2: yeah
4: (laughs) well you it's funny you'll see you'll see pictures of facebook people's garages and their man rooms and stuff like that just banners 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 it's funny ah whatever
2: yeah I i get it if it gets to be the end of the end of the event and they're left sitting there and nobody's claiming them yeah. You know, that's that's one I have lucked into a handful. We're walking out at midnight and everybody's gone. You're the last person there. It's like, Well, guess I'm taking this.
1: <laughs>
4: got my name on it. It's got my name on it.
1: So. so well, Jason, thanks for coming on with us. We'll see you. Uh let's see. As we're playing it would be tomorrow, but as we're recording in two days. So <laughs> yep, I
4: completely understand. I really appreciate appreciate all that you guys do. Keep up the good Because you guys are a lot of fun and keep growing it let's keep growing this
1: thing so all right sounds good jason we will talk yep. to you later buddy thanks jason bye charles bye drew see you guys bye righty
2: well mr jason schultz from beer money pulling team
1: yeah great always to have jason yeah. on he's been a really big supporter of us and everything we do in our yeah. alcohol consumption so
2: always good having him on and cross promoting there's room there's room in this world for everybody and glad to have him join us
1: Yep, so with that, we're going to take a break. This is Sidetrack, powered by DHD on Pulling Radio Network.
0: Hi everybody, this is Kenny Eggleston with the Pulling Radio Network and host of the Pollcast, Inviting you to listen to the Swap Shop here on the Pulling Radio Network every Saturday and Sunday at 10, 2, and 4 Eastern Time. If you have items you want to sell on the Swap Shop, just call and leave us a message at 518-288-6110. That's 518 518- 288-6110. Tell us what the item is, how much you want for it, if you're willing to trade, and how the swap shoppers can get a hold of you. You can also let everybody know if you're looking for parts for a specific vehicle or even information. Once again, check out the swap shop every Saturday and Sunday at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 4 p.m. Eastern Time. That is 8 a.m. noon and 2 p.m. Pacific Time. The phone number again, 518 288 6110 518 288 6110 The swap shop. A new service brought to you by the Pulling Radio Network.
1: And we're back with Sidetrack powered by Dirty Hooker Diesel. And the one half Radio Plaza still, but uh of course Second Baptist Bar and Grill. Beer's good, trust me.
2: We specialize in exorcisms. Call yes. today.
1: Yes, we do. <coughs> So, you have a topic you want to rediscuss?
2: Yeah, last week I realized that um, if you just take it as it is, it really winds up sound- sounding like a bunch of bitching, and yeah, it kind of, kind of was, so deal with it. <laughs> Fucking tough shit. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to bring another piece to this, and it really boiled down to the experience and the interaction that... Uh, as an announcer I want you to have at, at a poll if you've got a cell phone shoved in your face and you know you you delude yourself into thinking that everybody wants to see that and some might um, there's another side to the event there's a reason I want you to enjoy it for what it is and for what's going on in front of your face so you can have that memory and here's how I'm going to challenge you to do that and it's it's going to hopefully spiral into a really good thing in your life Watch the event. Process what happened at the event. Have that memory for yourself. Then when you get home the next day, I want you to get a pen and a piece of paper. And I want you to you write me. write a letter. And I want you to send that letter to somebody in your family probably, preferably your grandmother, but somebody who is
1: old enough to remember the excitement. So we can't talk about the girl who were flashing her tits that were absolutely amazing and bless her daddy. Well,
2: maybe you got a great uncle then that would be in it. I don't care. <laughs> But the point is, reach out to that
1: person in your family through an
2: idiom that they understand. There was a time in this country when you weren't excited about a ding at the top of your cell phone. You were excited about an actual letter arriving in your mailbox. Have that for yourself. Write that letter to someone in your, in your family and tell them what you saw at the poll. Explain it to them. And don't assume that they aren't going to be interested because, you know, oh, she's old. She's not going to care. She's going to care that you took the time to reach out to her and contact her in an idiom that she understands and share with her something that was important in your life. And I guarantee you she'll probably write back. And the other thing I want you to do, I want you to take somebody with you to that poll. And keep your cell phone put away and share with them what you're seeing at the poll. And you'll probably wind up taking a lot more away from it than you otherwise would have.
1: Some of the best people I've ever met involved in polling was even before I was into announcing, you know, back when I was just a quote-unquote puller, was going to these events and just watching and getting to meet the people that were sitting around you. You know, a lot of people just keep themselves but you talk about what's going on on the track and you find, you I always found somebody to, that would click with me and we could talk about whether it was an older person or a couple or whatever, you know. And some of my most enjoyable memories is being able to talk about what we're seeing going on out there, you know, with another fan. And that's how I come want to come across with my announcing is I'm just discussing what just went on. It's not I'm telling you just facts and figures and distances and names and faces, but explain to you what went on from my point of view.
2: Yeah, that's that's a cool thing that I kinda miss. We I don't you know, you either. We don't get to go to many polls and just spectate. No. We're we got a camera in our face or a microphone in our hand or we're 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 working. Essentially, you know, we're engaged in the business of getting the pull done and and, uh, providing a good show to everybody. You're not going to just sit back and kind of of bullshit and take it all in. So, uh, you know, you've got that opportunity. Take advantage of it.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, it isn't going to hurt you to not record it with your cell phone because, you know, there's lots of stuff I record, but when I record, I'm doing it for a media purpose. I'm doing it for material for you guys to watch who could not be at a particular event. But yeah. I've found I've missed so much of the polls because I've got a camera in my hands or a cell phone taking video, I don't enjoy it as much. No,
2: it's it's a blast to just sit there and watch and take it in and see things and, and rediscover, reconnect with that, that love and that passion for the sport that, that we had. Well still have, but reconnect with that side of side of the personality, though the why are we here.
1: You know, one that last year we didn't make it to, but that we've been able to do that with every year, year in and year out, is our only grand national NTPA poll here in Michigan is Monroe. And you and I have gone there many mm-hmm. times together now, and we stand right at 300-foot mark, you know, right up to the guardrail. We're as close as we can get to the action and not be on the track and just sit there drinking beer Bullshitting with our friends who are all down there talking, pulling, talking our experience of pulling and just experiencing the vibration, the thumping, the power being transferred to the ground through them pulling tires. I enjoy it so much and I'm yeah. kind of, I was really bummed we couldn't make it last year, but just we had too much going on. We weren't able to do it was it.
2: hard to get there and, and uh, I don't want to make that mistake this year. Yeah, it's great. I, I can I can close my eyes and I'm there. And there aren't a lot of events where I can, I can say that
1: because I was working it. Yeah. No, I mean, we look at it. We talk to everybody from Warren Townsend, Gary Baker from National Antique pulling all the way up to, you know, guys who are running, you know, at that event, you know, whether it's Steve Francis or the Gervins or the Capozos, you know, when they're done pulling, we all come over, they all come over and we sit there drinking and bullshitting and just enjoying ourselves. and, it's refreshing it's something i think last year we should have done just because we needed that break you know i got 60 plus events in last year and there wasn't many i spectated at you know one that i did was i went over petrole ontario for an ontario vintage tractor pullers pull and i ran around my camera the entire time and did i enjoy it as much as i could have no absolutely not because I was there with a purpose for media for us. And, you know, people, we do the show because we enjoy it. But us doing the show week in, week out, and yes, we do miss weeks because, you know what, we do need to step away. But,.
2: I'm and there finding, will
1: be there'll be weeks coming because
2: the polling season's here. Yep. There's going to be weeks where we're just we're busy <laughs> announcing. We can't do we can't be here to do it.
1: But what I'm finding is you know we're trying to deliver you guys the best product ever, and it's actually cutting into a lot of the enjoyment I have with the events, and uh, it, it's something I got to work through and find a way to find that purpose again. But you know we go to Monroe, we go to a, a couple lot of events, we get to go spectate at, and we're going, you know, like Ricky Bobby. What do I do with my hands? Yep. You know, we always have a camera or a cell phone or a microphone in our hands as we're, you know, yep. we're media people. This is our job, you know, so it's kind of nice to get them a few that we step away.
2: It is. And there's, you know, I want to go revisit the, the letter writing thing. You see, hell, I don't, does anybody go to bookstores anymore besides us? I mean, I know you, you're you a compulsive reader, you're as bad as me.
1: Yeah, yeah, which, by the way, I need the SR-71 book back soon because...
2: Okay, i I got about 20 pages left.
1: Okay, because I'm about done with uh, the Skunk Works book, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's kind of next on my list. All even right. though I've got uh, the Kelly Johnson book on the list, too, but I, I, I want to I'll get that back to you. <laughs> but when you
2: read these historical books, and they're writing about w- with in-depth knowledge of a particular person who's been long since dead, how in the world are they able to form a picture of the of the man or the woman in question and convey that correspondence, letters that the person wrote. I'm just young enough where, as an adult, there really is no paper trail that I or anyone that's my age has really left behind. It doesn't exist because email became a thing uh, when I was in high school. That became it. And the problem with email is I challenge any of you to go into your sent folder and find an email that's more than five years old And also find one that's not only more than five years old, but longer than three lines. That's actually going to paint a picture for somebody 300 years from now of what sort of person you you are or were. It doesn't exist. It's not there. There's no record. There, there will be no record.
1: I can show you some. <laughs> well, I've,
2: yeah, I've got some, but I mean, it, you know, you're not going to get a full appreciation of me as a person, though, from it.
1: Ours have been our correspondence with our good friend, Mark Osborne, who did our intro that we had for so long. Oh. And Mark's one good for yeah. getting that correspondence going and picking your brain. Yeah. And, you know, the one I definitely have saved, of course, is the torque converters and IH tractors. <laughs> and uh, God, that became legendarily funny. As have a lot of the the emails, but, you know, Mark's one of those people that still has a correspondence going And you know. I remember for class projects that writing a letter to somebody, it mm-hmm. was common. It was not send them an email or go on Wikipedia. You're lucky if you had Encarta.
2: Yeah, I mean, prior to me being, you know, Probably, really even in high school, you still had to go to the library and if you wanted to research a subject, you had, you were checking out books and you were getting out Encyclopedia Britannica. There was no, you know, no one had even heard of Wikipedia. It didn't exist. No. Um, you know, the internet in the in the mid-1990s was for really
1: super geeky people because most people did not have it. You know, what's funny is you talk about Wikipedia is Wikipedia is now considered a solid source for research papers and that yeah for one time it wasn't and i remember all through high school and even college you could not source wikipedia for anything it could be you know the doctor who figured out you know such and such thing but because it was edible editable by the average Joe, it was not able to be used as a decent source and that's something you know what i'll give the challenge to people out there also don't source wikipedia Put no, the dig time beyond. and effort resort, you know, looking above and beyond.
2: Dig beyond. You
1: know, the stories and research papers Charles and I could write on different topics that interest us. You know, mine with trains and, you know, land speed record, NASCAR, mm-hmm. NHRA, you know, TNT, ATPA. You know, we cover the gamut across motorsports and kind of the motor world in general. Yeah. You know. We don't we can go do this stuff without having to go on Wikipedia to do it.
2: And I find that a lot of times Wikipedia is only a good you know you know what I use Wikipedia for? Go to the bottom where the sources are cited. Yeah. And then I start reading.
1: Yeah, I mean it's something if you need a quick name and date, yeah, you could probably trust it. But yeah. other than that, don't live on it. No.
2: So not really so much a rant, but I wanted to revisit oh, fuck, it. Fuck, that I was boring. Wanted, I, I want to put a challenge out there. Do God it.
1: Damn, we've got a reputation uphold. We're talking about badasses. We're talking about do, being badasses. We're talking about doing Shut fucking your research God papers. Ass up. Hush your face. You see me? God <laughs> damn. Uh... God. What the fuck does that mean? Good question.
4: (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with a short declarative sentence like, good evening on
0: Bill Bonds, nothing is new, good night.
1: Pretty much. Yep. So, (laughs) oh, this is so damn boring right now, but you know what? It had to be discussed, and you know. It needs to be about 20% cooler. 20%? Fuck, I'd I'd be happy. You know, it needs to be 80, but I'd settle with 15. (laughs) (laughs) Finish him. So uh yeah, nothing else uh really going on. Uh, that's about it right now. I know polling season Michigans got already gear up. We're what, two, three weeks out? We're getting close.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Um couple things going on. You know, you're gonna be headed out for uh the uh, Motorsports Mayhem in Wisconsin, there's uh, the Farm Fest with Michigan Tractor Pullers Association at the Washington County Farm Council Ground southwest of Ann Arbor. Just north weekend. of Saline, yep. Just north of Saline, and then, uh, you know, it's quiet for a couple of weeks, but then first week of June, bang,
1: here we go. Actually, I saw Maumee Valley Pullers is setting up a test and tune coming up here too, so yeah. uh, another thing you can look at and getting out there to go see is we get ready to go into our marathon for the year, I know oh it's gonna be a long time i've already got too many miles logged in for this stuff but nowhere near what brian lively puts in i hope no. i hope i never hit that level i mean i didn't God realize he was avoiding. he was up here last week i i was headed out i was going through uh illinois and brian's showing pictures uh, or excuse me i was out in iowa i got back over to des moines and uh, actually was able to see, you know, have some data service with a Metro piece of shit phone. But he was up in Ithaca at the cement poles. And I'm like, goddamn, because I want to go see them. Yeah, I do too. And of course, then get a chance to see Brian Lively is always something just great. Because if you have not gotten to meet Brian, you need to. You'll, you'll never meet a better person in polling. Nope. I mean, no. hands down, I've met a lot of people, and they're all great. But Brian is the ultimate class act. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: We we've said it before, and we will say it again. Oh, you're just suck it up. You're damn right. Brian's good. Brian's a good guy.
1: Oh God, you know he's been a big help to us with everything we do. And if you think we're just blowing smoke up his ass just for, because, well, you got nope. another thing coming. We can talk about that after an event.
2: Nope. T- nothing but respect for Brian.
1: Absolutely. Now the Godfather, on the other hand, eh, he's okay. He ain't bad for a white guy. <laughs> He did bring me cigarettes down trackside, so I, I, I will give him that. Now, Foltzy, on the other hand, I am I am pissed. Yeah, that, I'm leveling up right there, motherfucker. But uh, um, Foltzy, on the other hand, I'm a little disappointed in him. He moved upstairs. That is horse shit.
2: Hey, you know what? That's fine. Like I said, Zelda Suite. We're down here where things happen.
1: Absolutely so. Uh,
2: you ever watch NCIS when the really important shit happens? It's down in the basement. Ooh, Abby. That's where Abby is. Yeah, that's where the ducky
1: is with. The- oh, that just killed that whole vision of Abby. <laughs> Finish him. Ziva. Ooh, dead ass? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, if you thought this was a PG-friendly show, you're fucking delusional. Cause you have no idea. We're we're a whole different sound than what we've been bringing out, and we don't give a fuck. This nope. is what we've been wanting to do for a long time. And you know what? Thanks to Drew and Mike, and Dave and Chuck the Freak, and Valenia and Foster for shaping how we come across to you. And those of you who don't know who the fuck they are, you need to listen to them. Yep. Actually, unfortunately, you can't listen to Valenti and Foster anymore. That's no, so just, disappointing. Terry's just, gone, but it's just Valenian.
2: Valenian jerk of the week in
1: the other chair. They should put Pat Caputo in with him. Actually, no.
2: No. <laughs> no.
1: I honestly probably would hurt Pat Caputo if I ever met him in person because I can't stand the guy. Get to see him put Wojo in the seat against him. That would be interesting. It, that would, I would listen to that. So with that... uh we got to sign off, or we're going to take a break? Nah, let's get out of here. All right, my name's Armstead. My name is posh Good night. I'm out. Nope. Fuck this
0: shit, I'm out. All right, then. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'm going to get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out. That was wonderful! Bravo! I loved that! Oh, it was great! Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible! It was bad! It was awful! It was terrible! Get him away! Hey,
2: Boo! boo.